Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Got some cool news for you. Uh, We are going to be debuting our Fox Nation SEC documentary that we've been filming all fall. Just a look behind the scenes at why SEC football matters. I've been mic'd up on all these different campuses going around and having a phenomenal time uh, this fall going to all the biggest games. And you're going to be able to watch that documentary for free All you have to do is go to foxnation.com and use the code OUTKICK. That's foxnation.com. Use the code OUTKICK. You get to watch it for free. Uh, It's called Going Deep with Clay Travis. And uh, it's pretty cool, I think. I put out a teaser video for you to be able to watch. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. If you're college football fans, if you wonder about the pomp and the circumstance and the pageantry of SEC football and why it's so much fun, uh, we've been on a bus tour all fall. And again, you can go to foxnation.com you can uh, type in OutKick and you get a free subscription uh, to test it out and watch this uh, watch this new documentary we're doing. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. The first episode which I have watched uh, is set in Knoxville and is set at Arkansas and also Charlotte. So there's three games involved. Uh, the Bowling Green-Tennessee game the uh, Georgia-Clemson game in Charlotte and then we're in Fayetteville, Arkansas for Texas-Arkansas. First three weeks, I think you guys are going to love it. By the way, bus tour in Nashville now. We are in Nashville this weekend. I'm going to be doing the show with Luke Bryan, country music star, uh, for the Fox Big Noon kickoff pregame show. That will be on Saturday. uh, But I will be out at Luke Bryan's house. We're doing a big fundraising event for the Brett Boyer Foundation. It's going to be really cool. That is taking place on Saturday. Just so you guys know, uh, Luke Bryan will be the guest on the show with the OutKick bus tour. Should be a lot of fun. You'll be able to check that out uh, on Saturday live on Fox. All right, let's dive into something. It's been a long time since I've been super crushed watching a baseball game. Long time. I have bought in on Braves fandom my... Fifth grader has gotten become a huge uh, Atlanta Braves fan. This started, he was putting on the games every night for the past several years during uh, COVID shutdowns when there was almost nothing going on. We were watching the Braves every night. The Braves are on every night, honestly, in the Travis household. So I have become belatedly a Atlanta Braves fan and Cody Bellinger ripped the heart out of the Travis family on uh, what was that Tuesday night last night with his three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning. I feel like I jinxed it. I went on Fox News with my guy Will Kane uh, and I said, hey, this would be an amazing turnabout if the Atlanta Braves who weren't allowed to host the, uh, the All-Star game suddenly were able uh, to host uh, what would be the World Series. They were so close 
So insanely close to going up 3-0 in this series. I was watching it with the family. I was excited. I was telling my boy. I was like, hey, Braves are in the World Series. We're going to go watch games, bud. We were all in. And then Cody Bellinger just ripped out our still beating hearts Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom style and held it up for everybody to see. Luke Jackson, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Luke Jackson, uh, I believe, is the pitcher who was in for the Atlanta Braves 77 because he's a big Star Wars fan. Star Wars came out in 1977. I actually watching the game. I'll own part of this. After he got Bellinger on the high heat on the 1-2 pitch, I said, this is a no-brainer. Go higher on the high heat. He's going to not be able to resist it. He's going to swing. It's almost impossible to catch up with those high fastballs. You tell your kids all the time don't go after the high stuff because it's so hard to catch up to that pitch. I legitimately would have done the exact same thing that he did. I said it sitting on my couch. I said give him the high heat. You're going to get a strikeout. He gave him the high heat. Bellinger caught up to it put it into the right field seats in uh, Dodger Stadium and then Mookie Betts. I got to talk about Mookie Betts for a minute. Mookie Betts is a fellow Nashville boy like me born and raised in Nashville and I swear the Braves can't get him out. Every single time he comes up he gets on base. I don't know why they decided to pitch to Mookie Betts. In many ways I think that was a uh, poor decision but Mookie Betts ripped one uh, to, uh, to right field crushed the ball of course gave the Dodgers the lead and then uh, Kenley Jensen came in and struck out the side in the ninth inning uh, with the Braves hitters all swinging for the fences and now I'm going to be honest with you I hate to be the guy who like just immediately runs to uh, the exit as soon as there's a little bit of a bad result but I think that bottom of the eighth inning I don't know how many of you agree with me I think the bottom of the eighth inning changed the entire series Braves get out of that inning and they win that game I don't think there's any doubt they are going to the World Series I feel like the Dodgers are going to come back and win tonight and even things up at 2-2 and from there I think the Dodgers are going to go on and win this series I really do Uh, and it's such a kick in the teeth Uh, that Bellinger home run I think swung the entire series I hope I'm wrong I'd love for the Braves to come back and win tonight heck I'd love for the Braves to win one of the next two and be up 3-2 going back to Atlanta. I told my son uh, when they were up 2-0 going to uh, LA I said man I will sign up right now for winning one of these three games and being able to go back to Atlanta with a 3-2 series lead and two games in Truist Park with a chance to go to the World Series I would sign up for it. I still would but I feel like the series may have completely changed last night. I don't know how many of you have seen this video yet but I hope that all of you end up seeing it. I would encourage you to go to my Twitter feed at Clay Travis. I just shared it. So Netflix employees walked out to protest the Dave Chappelle comedy special. I think this is a signpost event for our country and let me explain why I think this is so significant. So comedy is about exploiting absurdities oftentimes in satirical fashion in order to make people laugh and expand and explore nuance in our society, right? Comedy is about exploiting hypocrisies to me. It's about exploiting divisions uh, and explaining in many ways 
how much of what we are able and willing to accept is utterly ludicrous when you examine it in a logical and a rational fashion. And that to me is what Dave Chappelle does. I'm a big fan of Dave Chappelle's comedy. I always have been. Thought the Chappelle show was genius. I still think that (laughs) the Prince skit, the racial draft, uh, the uh, Wayne Brady, I mean some of those skits that they did on the Chappelle show are so incredibly insightfully brilliant. And so I think Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest dudes in America. And what I think is wild is we have entered into a space where people think that they are the good guys for trying to cancel comedians and tell them what jokes they can and cannot make. And if you watch the video of the Netflix protest there is a guy who I think I gotta admit I think this is pretty funny. He showed up at the protest of the comedy special with his own sign that just said we like Dave. And he just showed up and he was saying hey we like Dave Chappelle uh, we, uh, we, I like jokes I like to laugh like he's just walking around saying things that are completely normal in a usual context. But the woke universe cannot handle any form of disagreement. They are completely committed to the authoritarianism of their perspective and so they immediately swarm this guy and they grab his sign that just says we like Dave. He's walking around saying I like jokes. They tear up his sign. He is left then only with his, uh, with his stick and they immediately start screaming that he has a weapon and they try and get close to him and silence his ability to say I like Dave Chappelle, we like jokes. Okay? To me this is a video that is going to go viral to a large extent. And what I would ask of you is this. How often historically do we judge people who are unwilling to have any sense of humor as being on the right side of history in the long run. I remember having this debate back on my old show. I said, hey, do you think they're really funny terrorists? I mean, think about this. If you're a member of the Taliban and you are sitting around all day you know, talking about how you're going to blow people up and, uh, and how you can't wait to uh, commit another terror attack, do they have moments of real humor? Like, are there really funny terrorists? when they're sitting around their campfire freezing their asses off talking about how much they're looking forward to getting a bazooka and blowing up an American helicopter is somebody really funny? Like does anybody ever sit around and laugh? Do they have a good time? I think the answer is no because absolutism is the enemy of humor. Right? I have always said that if you have a great sense of humor I will forgive any flaw. If you can make me laugh then I think you are the enemy of absolutism. And I fight absolutist in all contexts. And if you are convinced that your religion is the only path to heaven and if you are convinced that your sense of humor is the only one that is allowed to exist then how in the world are you able to see nuance and have a Uh, a funny version of yourself. I mean if you are showing up to protest a comedian and I wrote about this in my book I said how in the world 
Can we take anyone who shows up to protest jokes seriously? I mean that in, in an honest fashion. You are spending your time to protest what someone else can find funny. And there's a difference between not thinking something is funny or maybe even thinking something is inappropriate and saying hey, you aren't allowed to say that. And in the space of a few years we have turned the left-wing woke mob into the thought police into the speech police into the joke police into constant arbiters of what you are allowed to say in public. And I have been fighting back against them with everything that I have. And the reality is that's why they haven't been able to cancel me. Because you get canceled when you apologize to these woke idiots or try to placate them and hope that they're going to find a new target. If you are willing to stand up to them then eventually they move on because they realize that you are uncancelable. And this is one of the things that's disappointing to me about so many people in the creative arts. Howard Stern alongside of Rush Limbaugh are the two greatest radio talents of our generation. Rush Limbaugh, obviously I'm honored every day to be talking to his audience alongside of Buck Sexton on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I encourage you to go subscribe to our show on podcast help us set another record for listenership in October. But if you are Howard Stern Howard Stern has become everything that he hated and he's now anti-everything that rose him to his level of prominence. Instead of being a rebellious outlandish creative thoughtful person he's turned into the woke police. He's come after Kyrie Irving over vaccination. He is pro-mask. He is completely disconnected from what the rest of the world is like and about. And all of it, I think, is an utter indictment of the way the nation has gone. Howard Stern is a representative sample of what creative freedom in this country has become We've gone from idiosyncratic, iconoclastic, fearless commentary from a guy like Howard Stern to him being a member of the sheep that he used to mock and deride. He now has become the people who used to complain to the FCC about him. Think about that trajectory of his career and how much Howard Stern in 1990 would hate Howard Stern in 2020. And I don't know what the future is going to hold for me. I'm 42 years old. Got a big audience now. Audience gets a little bit bigger every day. And maybe in 30 years some of you are going to look at me and say my God, Clay Travis is an awful guy. He would hate himself 30 years ago. I hope that's never going to be the case. I hope I am going to be like George Carlin somebody who is firing bullets in defense of free speech for my entire career. And I think I will be because whether you agree or disagree with me the first thing I ever had published in my life as an 18-year-old at George Washington University was a defense of free speech and 24 years later here I am still firing away. I hope I got a lot more years left but I want you to watch that video 
of the protest against Dave Chappelle and think to yourself people love to talk about the right and wrong sides of history when have the people trying to cancel humor trying to burn books trying to artificially constrain what conversations we can have and what debates we can have ever ended up on the right side of history in the long term they haven't that video I think is emblematic of what we're dealing with on a day by day basis and how ridiculous so much of it is I want to tell you my guys here at X Chair are absolutely phenomenal this is the best chair I've ever sat in heat cold massage I work all the time that's one of the big criticisms you could have of me out there that's probably the number one criticism that has some validity is Clay you work too much I got a three hour daily radio show I was on Fox and Friends this morning I gave you out my gambling picks spent a lot of time writing those picks out today I'm doing this show right now I got so many different documentary that we're doing debuts on Saturday I got so many different things going on a day-to-day basis that I'm actually looking forward just being able to walk downstairs and go pick up my kids from school but you know what? This X chair is helping me to be as productive as I possibly can. You can go to xchairclay.com right now that's the letter X chair C-L-A-Y dot com for $100 off your order. X chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month all you have to do is go to xchairclay.com that is xchairclay.com get hooked up today it's the best chair I've ever sat in can help to prepare and massage your back can warm you up can cool you off whatever you desire make you more efficient and effective than you ordinarily would be go to xchairclay.com today. Uh, A couple of different news stories that are out there as we get ready for this uh, Thursday night football game Baker Mayfield is out injured left shoulder Case Keenum is going to be starting for the Cleveland Browns the Browns have fallen substantially behind I think the Ravens are 5-1 and one in the AFC North the Browns are just 3-3 three and three, and this Baker Mayfield shoulder injury doesn't seem like it's going to get any better throughout the course of the season and I think there has to be legitimate questions about whether or not he is going to be able to have a lot of success already Jarvis uh, Landry has been injured significantly for the Browns Odell Beckham is dealing with an injury again after missing most of last season and Nick Chubb is significantly injured for the Browns as we get ready for Thursday night football in what feels in many ways I know we got a 17 game schedule now and uh, it's hard to say any game is, uh, is a must win but if you look at what's going on with the Browns season right now feels like they have to win at home against the Broncos right now Cleveland down to a two-point favorite at FanDuel FanDuel.com slash Clay is the website FanDuel.com slash Clay up to $1,000 no risk Welcome State of Connecticut if you're in the state of Connecticut and you're watching this right now sports gambling online is now legal in your state Uh, we got a couple of different stories that are out there uh, that I think are significant as it pertains to the situation in Washington D.C. First of all according to the Wall Street Journal Kirsten Sinema the the Arizona senator is opposing all tax increases. I'll read you what the Wall Street Journal said as it pertains to this story. 
the headline is Democrats planned tax rate increases in jeopardy due to cinema's opposition. I'll tell you what I think about this in a moment. Opening paragraph Senator Kirsten Cinema's opposition to tax increases is causing Senate Democrats to look at financing their sprawling social policy and climate package without raising tax rates on businesses, high-income individuals, or capital gains according to people familiar with the matter. This is the Wall Street Journal I'm reading from. The Arizona Democrat has told lobbyists she's opposed to any increase in those rates uh, and her stance is now pushing Democrats to plan for a bill that doesn't include those major revenue increases. So uh, this is a big deal uh, and uh, Miss Cinema being uh, opposed to it Senator Cinema from Arizona I think she's right. Look, we had one of the highest corporate tax rates in the world before Donald Trump implemented a 21% cap uh, on uh, the earnings uh, and we brought a ton trillions of dollars back into the country we were able to have the best economy in the history of the world until COVID happened. It doesn't make sense now to be increasing taxes on corporations as they are trying to hire. It doesn't make sense to be increasing taxes on individuals and it certainly doesn't mean it, uh, it doesn't make sense to increase tax on capital gains all while we are trying to deal with massive inflationary pressures. I think this is a situation where Cinema and Manchin are correct that by throwing all of this money trillions of dollars in additional spending into the economy we are already dealing with 5% plus inflation. If we continue to pour more money into the economy much of the benefit is going to be lost because inflation is going to continue to increase at such a rapid fashion. So I salute Senator Cinema, who's been being confronted by protesters everywhere everywhere. I hope she is willing to stand on her anti-tax increase position. Why does this matter? Because Democrats only have 50 senators in right now uh, in the House uh, sorry in the Senate and they need every one of those senators to support a tax increase and so if Kirsten Cinema is opposed to it they can't get it through under budget reconciliation rules. We'll see exactly what ends up happening here uh, but strong position that has been taken by Senator Kirsten Cinema. I agree with her uh, out of Arizona. Also, Joe Manchin of West Virginia the Senator of West Virginia who by the way really good friends with Nick Saban he is contemplating a move to becoming an independent per a story in Mother Jones. Now, Senator Manchin says this is not true uh, but the story in Mother Jones says that Manchin has said he will not spend more than $1.75 trillion that's his top line number that is half effectively of what the Democrats want to pass in their budget reconciliation package and that if Democrats are going to insist on trying to pass more that Manchin is willing to revoke his Democratic status and become an independent. Now, this to me is a really intriguing political perspective because it raises a larger question which is what is Joe Manchin's future? Joe Manchin represents West Virginia which I believe is the state that voted for Donald Trump in 2020 more than any state in the United States. Yet he is a Democrat 
in one of the reddest states in the entire country. So, as you look at this scenario as it plays out if Manchin wants to run for re-election he would be up for re-election in 2024 when whichever Democrat is on the ticket in West Virginia is going to be completely and totally trounced. It's probably likely that Manchin would be unable to be re-elected as a Democrat. Might he go ahead and announce that he is going to be an independent at some point in time in an effort to preserve his political future or is he going to acknowledge and give up his ability to be a senator uh, from uh, West Virginia as a Democrat because I don't think he's going to get reelected in 2024. So this is all worth paying attention to. This is a massive story playing out right now. Uh, and I think all this ties in by the way with the Dave uh, Chappelle Netflix protest because one reason I'm not voting Democrat now is the Democratic Party has left me. It's left reasonably intelligent people who believe in free speech. I haven't changed what I believe in. The Democratic Party has moved beyond and left me behind. And that, what I think needs to happen is the Democratic Party's focus on identity politics needs to explode. And the way that it explodes is when enough people look around and say wait a minute how in the world am I supporting a party that supports canceling comedians who make jokes I don't like? There are a lot of black, white, Hispanic, and Asian people I believe out there who are going to see this protest of Dave Chappelle's comedy special and they're going to say wait a minute cancel culture and identity politics doesn't represent me. This is why Donald Trump in 2020 increased his support among Hispanic, black, Asian and uh, all of those minority voters because so many people are turned off by the wokeness of the Democratic Party. The far left wing of the Democratic Party is driving their party because it's overly respected on social media apps which are rigged in their favor. But when you watch videos like this from Netflix the chickens are coming home to roost. Eventually the identities collide. Are you in favor of transgender people being able to choose which jokes are made by black comedians or are you in favor of a black comedian's right to free speech? Who wins on the identity politics scale when it comes to the Democratic politicians? Eventually their identities collide and a winner has to be picked. I am in favor of whomever is speaking out creatively in support of the First Amendment. That means I 100% support Dave Chappelle and other comedians across the country and repudiate the cancel culture and the identity politics which is saying that Dave Chappelle doesn't have the right to make the jokes that he is making. I appreciate all of you. I hope you enjoy uh, our new documentary that's going to be up on Fox Nation about SEC football. I am Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. If you enjoy this, by the way, there is an audio version that you can share. Uh, You can go subscribe on iTunes. You search out my name, Clay Travis. You can go subscribe to Outkick the Show. You will get this audio version every single day and I hope that you enjoy it. Again, I am Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Get your bets in at fanduel.com slash Clay. I put all my gambling picks up today. You can go check them out. And thanks for hanging. I got to go pick up my kids at school now.